I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 165 of the Strap Season Podcast. I'm your host, Cam. I'm your host, Flows. And as always, guys, please head over to our Instagram and Twitter pages at Strap Season Pod or Strap Season Podcast. Link in the bio on both those pages there. And that will take you to where we're situated at streaming-wise. So if it's audio you prefer, um, you've got the links there. And also, if, if you want visuals as well, YouTube links also there as well. Wherever you get your podcast, I guarantee you we're there, guys. So please make sure you do that for us. <laughs> um, yeah, flows. <laughs> um, back again, another week. Hope you're good, yeah. fit and firing. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I just clocked, clocked new headphones. <laughs> I just clocked it. <laughs> the new overheads. I'm like, yeah, I, got, I went for the overhead today. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got the new overheads in still. Um, got our mic here, obviously. And then, yeah, just for this, you know, just <laughs> oh, clear sound. Bit, Birthday gift, you know, you know, shout, shout, yeah, <laughs> shout to, shout to you, you know, who? <laughs> <laughs> for real, real one. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, flows, yeah, we got some boxing to talk. Mm. We're meant to be coming here. Obviously, last episode was great. We had Hayden on this entire long ass breakdown about a black Aziz, mm. boom, 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 getting us excited for the fight. We, we, we were meant to be heading to actually on Saturday. You know, we we're both excited, looking forward to linking up and taking the good nights of good nights worth of boxing right and then what was it i think it was actually on the tuesday right that the the that we were going to upload the pod mm. yeah it was a tuesday i believe yeah that obviously you've sent me the bad news obviously you've seen the email about how white no not white Aziz has suffered an injury and he's pulled out and the fight is now postponed obviously flows when you gave me that message you know that news my head was gone low-key. Like, I was rattled because it's like, this has happened to me like three times now where yeah. I had tickets for a fight and they've had to postpone it because of injury or something. So it was a bit jarring for me. But um, yeah, man, it, it's a big disappointment, obviously. Um, naturally, obviously, flows with boxing. There's always drama, right? Pr promotional drama, promoters going at it. And first of all, praise up for Dan Aziz. We hope that he's able to beat this injury, recover. They're looking mm. to reschedule it for December time. Fingers crossed. We don't know yet, but that's yeah. when I think they're looking to get back on track for it. The fight isn't cancelled. It's just been postponed. So they're looking to reschedule it as we speak. So hopefully we can get that back on because that's a great fight, obviously. And mm. obviously I know it's disappointing for Watsi. It's disappointing for both fighters. But first, we have to talk about, you know, the, the rumblings that came straight mm. afterwards because... A clip has then quickly resurfaced of yeah. how Eddie Hearn, a couple, about three weeks ago, was claiming that he'd heard rumblings that the fight might not be going ahead. Ooh. And he didn't specify as to what he heard, but he implied that, you know, something might not be all right over there in one of the camps and the fight is going to probably not go ahead. So naturally, people were there talking like, rah, you know, this injury which Tim White, no, Tim Aziz has come out and said it's come out of nowhere, shock injury. Is, was it really a shock or have they known about this injury for a long time and try to, you know, maybe get over it and realise that they can't get over it? Cool, let's pull a fast one here or not. That's what a lot of people were saying. Um, some people were suggesting that because they haven't sold enough tickets, 
they've sort of had to, you know, say, yo, hold it for a second. Let's build this up a bit more to have that fight later on in December. Maybe we can get more tickets sold, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of rumblings flows and Hearn caught a lot of backlash, <laughs> as as he always does. Yeah. Um, for his comments. But um, yeah, what do you what do you make of all of that? Um, so yeah, I, I think what Hearn was actually alluding to, but well, he, he he weren't specific. I think initially three weeks ago when he made the message, he didn't yeah. he weren't specific as what well, as yeah. to why. Um but I think the sense is he was alluding to poor ticket sales and poor promotion. Um, even we spoke not too long ago, and I was like, you know, there's still bare tickets available for this event. Yeah. Um, yeah. While Ben Shalom and Boxer were saying they've sold 10,000 tickets, and I think that's the capacity of the O2 when you don't open the tops, the four O2. Um, yeah. I think that's yeah. the standard yeah. capacity for O2 10K. So he's saying it's a sold out event. I like it didn't look sold out when I was checking, <laughs> but yeah. Hearn, obviously, when that's resurfaced, Hearn was asked, um, he's talked about, he heard the, the ticket sales were poor. He also said it's strange to um, see a, a fight poured over injury and fight week because fighters are whining now. They're not really doing too much rigorous activity in terms of training, sparring. Everything's kind of teethering down. So, um, yeah, it's, it's strange that a fight uh, has pulled out injured in fight week and people have kind of twisted those terms those words by him um saying he's suggesting that Aziz is faking an injury which he actually wasn't um because that Aziz himself would say it's strange it's strange um anyone in boxing would say it's it's a freak or a strange incident to happen in fight week yeah. but Hearns can be ambiguous with his wording sometimes and you could take his wording out of con- context sometimes no context in yeah. Hearn, right yeah, he, he could sometimes be ambiguous. But he, he, he would say that and then he would say, I'm I'm sure it's completely legitimate. Mm-hmm. But um, if you want to pick and choose his words, you could say he, he was suggesting that as he's is potentially faking the injury, which I, I don't think he was. But um, who knows? Even Joshua Barazzi seems quite concerned. He said, I don't know if you saw his interview, he said the truth will come out eventually, that he's not sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, so... I don't believe Dan Aziz is faking an injury. Um, I think he is injured, but most fighters it's, go into fights injured. It's, it's my yeah. understanding anyway. No fight, no fighter goes into a fight 100%. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. A, back in, it's a back, back injury, right? I yeah, back injury. Yeah. 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 Um, we want to see these guys fight as 100% as possible. So, um, yeah. Facts. We hope Dan Aziz gets a speedy injury. We hope Recovery. Boxer has... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we hope Boxer... Sells more tickets. <laughs> Wherever can make Facts. this fight happen. <laughs> Wherever yeah. the potential excuses. We hope it's yeah. rectified. We hope it's fixed. And um, yeah, these guys can get on. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, it happens this year. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. I look forward to just seeing how they reschedule it. And you know, again, as long as the fighters are, I don't want it to, like I said, Aziz feel like he has to take it now because of the fact that he, you know, public pressure or people saying he's running all that kind of stuff. And now he goes into a fight where he's not, as you said, they're never 100%, but he's less than what he could be. I wouldn't want that to happen personally. I want the best Dan Aziz possible versus the best Boaxi possible. So fingers crossed, hopefully, speed of recovery, like you say, flows, and we get that fight on later on this year. If not early next year, that'd be great. Um, yeah. yeah. But obviously, as a result of this flows, that kind of put the whole undercard in, 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 you know, in jeopardy. There was one particular fight on the card that a lot of people were sort of interested in, which was the Mikhail Lawal versus Isaac Chamberlain fight. 
And I think with a quick turnaround, we found out that, okay, look, cool. They're, not, they're looking to go ahead with the card. Obviously, they're not going to have an O2 now because the main, that's lower chamber isn't an O2 caliber fight. Yeah. Um, so they quickly, you know, somehow managed to snag York Hall from Frank Warren. Someone managed to, you know, grab it from him and put they put the Lawal Chamberlain and the rest of a card. <laughs> I think the yeah. rest of the card, wasn't it? Yeah. At your call. Yeah, at your call. So the card went ahead just without obviously Aziz and Boatsy. Um, so yeah. Lawal Chamberlain flows. Obviously, this one had tongues wagging, I think the public wagging, because the build-up between these two, it's been very smoky, a lot of beef between both of them. Um, and oh. you know, two British cruiserweights, you know, well known in the UK, I think. Chamberlain obviously has been in there with a Cody, he's been in there with CBS. Um oh. Lawal, not same kind of opponent, but has got some decent highlight real knockouts, hasn't he? Uh-huh. Up and comer. So um, yeah. First of all, the beef, the beef between them baffled me, Loki. I don't even know. <laughs> like it was just weird to yeah. me. Like yeah. I, 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 I kind of one of the I, I feel like it was kind of forced. I don't know where it kicked off from, but mm. the wild was. I've never seen the wild talk so smoky. I'll be so real. I've never seen him <laughs> like that. Yeah. Suddenly he was a, like moving like a serious goon, and Chamberlain was just running his mouth. You know, Chamberlain is quite. He's a bit of a wind-up merchant, Chamberlain. Um, yeah. he, 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 he talks very well, to be honest. You know, he can sell a fight and he talks a good game. So mm-hmm. he was doing his usual stuff, just winding this guy up. Um, but it got to the point, flows where it's like, okay, I'm quite tired of all this back and forth between both of you. Let's just let's hurry up and get this fight on because all this preamble is annoying me now because it doesn't feel genuine too tough. Um, yeah, the fight itself flows. Um... I, 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 did, you, did you see it for I mean I know you yeah did, did you, did you end up seeing it in the end yeah 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 cool um disappointing performance for a while man for me um <laughs> I thought he got schooled to be honest I thought yeah. it's like he thought that fight he, it's like he didn't realise it was a title fight because I think it was the British title was on the line his, his British title that yeah. he had mm. and I think another belt was also on the line I think was it common no was it uh it was Commonwealth that Commonwealth, I, I think, think yeah. 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 Lawal's coming to this, and it's like he's not even realizing that he's got his own belt on the line and he's defending it. Like he fought with like no intensity. From the opening bell flows, Chamberlain stepped to him. Chamberlain, who I always thought was the better boxer, but I think I might have, you know, maybe leaned towards Lawal because of the fact that obviously I know he he does hit hard and Chamberlain has been in a few wars already even though he's not even massively old, but he's been in quite a few scraps and wars. So I don't know, wear and tear and whatnot. But I knew Chamberlain would box him, but I thought maybe Lawal might be able to trouble him and catch him later on. Chamberlain started with a high octane, a lot of energy, just pressing Lawal, just unloading on him really, and just, you know, a high volume of punches. And Lawal isn't really doing anything, Flores. He's happy to stick, chill on the ropes, let himself get out of work, not fun with any intensity. And when he was swinging, his timing was off, he was swinging widely and Chamberlain was, just, you know, okay, see that, step out, dodge that, block that, cool, counter, combination. Like, it was... <laughs> in the first couple, like, the first half of the fight, I don't think I gave Ch- Loire round flows. I thought Chamberlain was having his way, easy peasy. And, yeah, I thought to myself, what, is Loire going to wake up at any point in this fight? Yeah. Bro, you're getting outworked here. You're letting this guy outwork you, out, out, you know, out muscle, do everything. And you're just chilling there. <laughs> It was baffling. Flores, it was baffling to me. It's almost like he was anemic. Oh, man. 
I'll crease it because I think you tweeted the last fight like an aerial. <laughs> <laughs> because when he, when he decided to engage, flows this guy will just swing heavy on white white air, just hitting air. It was oh. back, bro. He was even close. He was even off balance. He was swinging so hard, he yeah. was off balance. He looked bad. I don't, I don't know what one <laughs> flows. I don't know what one. I had to tweet. I yeah. said he's fighting like an aerial boy. <laughs> yeah, that, that finished me. Um, Shout out to yeah, Sean, look, <laughs> um, Chamberlain was boxing, um, and like you say, outworking him. And when it came to the inside exchanges, fighting on the inside, the wild couldn't, weren't throwing, he, he weren't doing enough in the inside. He was letting, like you say, Chamberlain outworking out on the inside, piece him up, get put together some combinations on the inside. Um, and on the outside, allowing Isaac to use his jab. Lamar was really and truly trying to land a big shot or big counter shot. Um, that's what he was trying all night. He did land a few of those, but one shot in in a, a three minute rounds ain't ain't gonna do much. It's three minute rounds, and you're trying to land one shot here and there, not even putting putting the punches together really. Um, some some shots looked good. But once again, not enough. There's some shots where he stepped back and landing overhand. But once again, when Chamberlain is the one who's pressing the action, jabbing combinations, fighting you on the inside, beating you up on the inside, pressing you against the ropes, those one shots aren't aren't that impressive anymore. Mm-hmm. And he started to get desperate towards the end of the while, from the looks of it. Um, increasingly relied on the one shots, like you say, Fred, relied on the power, trying to get one hit wonder, swinging off balance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, looks almost amateurish points. Um points like Chamberlain's a good enough boxer, but Lawal made him look like uh, an elite level boxer in there. Like it, it it looked like a mismatch to me. And my worry at first was okay, obviously Chamberlain, because he was so intense, he expended a lot of energy, I thought. It was a lot, you know, high energy, high work rate. So obviously naturally they're thinking, look. Lawal will have a chance still later on, second half of the fight, because of the fact that I expect Chamberlain's the work rate to fade a little bit. And it did. The work rate did fade from Chamberlain. And you did start to see Lawal sort of creep a little closer, get a bit, land a few more big shots and whatnot. But Chamberlain was able to take these big shots well, um, for the most part. And I think he maybe took a round off one time just to conserve a bit of energy. Even that round, which he took off, he still won the round to me, really. Like he still he was still landing the bit, the, you know, the more punches. But he was unable to get a second win later on and, you know, get back to what he was doing early, early on the fight. And like I said, Lawal Le- didn't really have a sniff, Flores. He didn't have a sniff or fight. Ooh. I thought this fight would be a lot more competitive. I was super disappointed in his performance. I'll be so real. Yeah. And hats off the chain. To me, Flores, and I saw, obviously, you saw the, the reaction afterwards, after, the after, after the, obviously, the final round, the last 10 seconds, Chamberlain was celebrating. Um, and then, obviously... When the scorecards are being read out, he's in tears. He's, you know, elated, you know, tears of joy. Oh. So to me, Flo, it's telling this guy just wanted it more. He wanted it way more than, than Loire to me. That's what it looks like. Oh. And it showed in his performance overall, to be honest, man. He, he really wanted it more. Look, and I, I think experience was a factor. Um, he's been in there with better opposition than Loire. Let's keep it back. Been in yeah. there with much better opposition. 100%. Um, I- and even his, I think what, he's lost twice officially, right? Even those Ooh. two losses, they were competitive. Okay, the Akoli fight was horrible, we know. Yeah. But fairly competitive in a way. The CBS lost. I remember that that fight was a, a, a war of attrition. It was a, it was a seriously competitive fight. 
he did well. So I guess he, he can, Chamberlain can hang. I see he can hang in there. You know, he's just obviously, yeah, I guess he's lost to two guys that were just better than him. But he's, he's I think he showed he's the level. And clearly, Lawal isn't that level yet. No way. He's not, he's not close at the moment. So I think more work for Lawal to do. He can come again for sure. But um, yeah, I thought I just thought it would be a better show and more competitive than that. After all that talk, yeah, man, I, I thought I thought you'd be on smoke. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and you can see where um, Chamberlain's confidence pre-fight was coming from, and he, he showed it. So shout out to Chamberlain. And look, this is what we need for this division and other divisions. We need these British level fighters to get in with each other, and we can start checking checking each other off the list and say who's the real dude, who's not. Um, Laval, yeah, we are gonna have to get you out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not... back, back to the drawing board for him, he's still yeah. got work to do, clearly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, simple as that. Um, he could come again, but for mm. the time being, you're gonna have to sit, yeah, you're checked off. <laughs> there's, yeah. other, there's others we want to okay. see, but you well, can work your way back in. Speaking of others, then flows because I know you, I know we have to mention it. Obviously, he was there. I was saying that you know, Mr. Riley, Vidal Riley, that is. You know, I might have spoken both of these guys. Um, obviously, he was there. He called out Chamberlain straight away. Um, probably not going to happen yet. But obviously, it's the right thing for Vidal to do. Um, he's building his career and stuff. Obviously, Vidal, we can't forget, he's only had 10 fights, right, Flo? So, you probably say that he still maybe needs a couple more fights just to, you know, before he can actually insert himself in these conversations. But if he carries on looking good, which he's been doing, obviously, they'll start talking about him. Um, I think, I know for a fact for you, Flo, it's, you know, Vidal, you, from, from a British standpoint, you think Vidal was the one that, you know, could potentially take over the division. Yeah, that's that's going to be the best in the UK and potential world champion, right, Flo? Um, um, yeah. I mean, maybe not face Chamberlain yet, but would you happily throw in, in there with Mikel Lewa? Um, Yeah, I, I think he, yeah. he could beat Lewa. Um I think Chamberlain will be a step up for him. He hasn't faced anyone of Chamberlain's level or Chamberlain's experience. Um, but yeah, well, the pod knows I, I've got stocks invested in Vidal. <laughs> Serious <laughs> lead investor flows. <laughs> I've, I've got stocks invested uh, in him. And look, in the landscape, he's the he's the youngest guy. Yeah. He's the fresher guy. Um, a lot of these guys are in their touching 30s now. Yeah. So I think he's got that in his favour. He can wait them out if if he wants, <laughs> really and truly. Um, but there's yeah, I think he needs to start mixing in with that British level. He's just won the English title um, in his last fight. I think he's doing the right things, calling out Chamberlain. But yeah, I, I don't think next is likely. I think they'll like yeah, like so. to build that up a bit. Um, so I think maybe one more, maybe against the Laval, um, maybe against someone else, and then a Chamberlain. Hmm. But um, I think he's obviously we've talked a lot about Vidal's career stalling while he was with Mayweather Promotions. Yeah, um, had two years out the ring. His first yeah. three years as a professional, he had three fights or something <laughs> poor like that. So he needs activity. Um, and yeah, I doubt this is going to be made yeah. straight away. He needs to get out again this year and then maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he's he's done three times this year. It would mm-hmm. be nice for him to get a fourth. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, I know you like you saying you want, I think, five times a year for him. But I guess if you can do four, that'd be great. If you can get a nice cheeky one at the end of the year, that'd be good. <laughs> I've got I've, I've got a for Vidal Riley. I've got Oh we oh we know we know <laughs> got four four this year, four next year, three the year after. Um and then uh, that third year he needs to be a world, world title. champion. 
But look, yeah, it's, hey, flows. It's more than stocks invested, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. But there's, there's. I think. What's it? I think in the rankings for the comp, um, British title, Chevron yeah. Clark, who's with Matru, um, yeah, he's mandatory for the British title. So I don't know if maybe Chamberlain might vacate that, and it might be Chevron Clark versus Vidal Riley for the British title. Now I think yeah. that might. I think that's definitely too soon for Vidal Riley, even though Chevron Clark's had less fights, I believe. Um, he's another guy who looks really strong um, in that division up and coming. But once again, he's older as well. So Vidal Riley even, can be patient. There's even that, obviously, he just lost to um, Opataya, but that Jordan Thompson's a UK heavyweight, obviously. I mean, not heavyweight, cruiserweight. I mean, to yeah. say, he probably, he's probably going to go up to heavyweight, but if he's sticking mm. around, person to have, you know, throw in the mix as well. So, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Frank Warren's got his own Ellis Cesaro. Who's yes. good after coming as well. So, yes. Look, we need to see if this cruiserweight division is going to be. We, we spoke about this before. If it's going to be exciting again, and to make it exciting, these guys need to get in the ring and, and, and sh- show what they're made of. So, mm. um, yeah, no dilly dally, no avoiding each other. Cruiserweight, stay active because you've been inactive mm. for too long, and now we're seeing activity, which is good. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. All right. Nice. Um. Cool. The other fight that. Worth mentioning, obviously, that we previewed last week flows with Hayden, uh, Jack Catterall, Jorge, Lenar- Jorge Linares. Um, now, to quote Hayden, because I think it was definitely something that was worth saying, he felt that Jack Catterall needed to sort of kick the door down and serve notice and put in a statement against Jorge Linares, who is free weight, free weight world champion, legend, Ooh. I guess, you know, you know, and the mate 38 now been a quality quality champion in his prime brilliant boxer in his prime bit of a UK destroyer to be honest he's come over here yeah. and smack up our, our guys all the time mm-hmm. but see, we expected Jack Catterall to I think win comfortably but if he could make a statement that'd be great let people know but yeah I'm still here 140 pounds I'm banging down doors for me flows if I go off what Hayden said and I agree with Hayden's statement mm. I think it was a dominant win for him but yeah. the the Door wasn't kicked down, bro. He he he, yeah. he knocked on it. He, he wrapped on the door. You know, he was just quick. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. He didn't he didn't kick down the door, for me. Mm. Um, he look. Let me first say this. Uh, Jack Carroll was actually a fun, he's actually watching him when I watch him. <laughs> bro, this this guy. I'm about to say something great. This buddy can box. Yeah, he's a fun. He's actually close. He's actually a phenomenal boxer. Like he's yeah. cold. The type yeah. of boxing that I like. Yeah. The footwork jab all the time. Levels changing. Shoulder roll. Shoulder, shoulder. You, you know, I like the slick stuff. Yeah. Jack Carroll was slick as hell. Crazy reflexes, counter punching, timing, hand speed. I like him a lot as a boxer. There is, oh. now I do question the lack of killer. Oh. And I low-key think it was on show again in this fight. Um, the first couple rounds flows were quite cagey, but you could see that Catterall. It's funny because they were both trying to time each other. Obviously, Lenares also is on that as well in terms of he's a you know good good timing, good good power, but Catwell was just a bit quicker to the exchanges because obviously he's fresher, better yeah. hands, and I think just a superior boxer at this point in his career. So they're both trying to time each other, but Catwell to me was getting a quick pair of exchanges. Obviously, he was fighting behind the jab, defensively very sound, quite difficult to hit and time cleanly, and just in and out there like a flash. Um, now. Obviously, he starts to take control. Obviously, Lenares being 38, it's just not the same. So, Lenares kind of changed tactics, and I think he was trying to load up on the big shot because I think he realised he can't outbox this guy. So, if you can, can catch him with a big shot, 
happy days because Lenares does have power. We've seen him. He dropped Lomachenko. Mm. He had Devin Haney wobbled and whatnot. So Lenares is, and then, you know, they said the power was the last thing to go. In the fifth round, I believe, Jack Carroll's caught Lenares with, a, I think it was a counter combination. Really quick. It didn't even look like it landed properly. Yeah, left, straight left or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be, yeah, like left hook it, or something. It, it didn't actually seem like it was a powerful punch. Mm. But we've seen Lenares' legs go instantly flows. He's gone against the rope. He's basically held the ropes like he's wobbly legged. I'm there thinking, okay, Jack, go make a statement now, bro. He's rushed in there to finish him. He wasn't able to get him out there, flows. He wasn't able to get... Do you not credit Lenares? He showed real, you know... Experience. He, yeah, real exactly. <laughs> Very, very savvy in there. He, he was able to spoil Catterall a little bit to stop him from getting him out of there. He did really, really well there, to be fair. That's experience you can't teach. But again, I'm there thinking, oh, okay, well, you know you can hurt this guy. You've just seen you can hurt him, get Jack. You can hurt him again, for sure. And you can definitely then finish him off next time. But I think Jack was too content for me, Flores. He was too content to settle into that boxing rhythm of, I'm just going to outbox you. I'm not going to really take a risk. Like I said, I really like Jack Carroll, but I don't think he's a risk taker, Flores. Especially when there's someone that you know you can hurt or you've hurt before, go in and, you know, try and get him out there and finish him off. But I think he was content to just play easy, sit in the middle or fight on the back foot, outbox this guy, counter him or whatnot. Because he's hurt him again, Flores. I think it was the, was it the ninth? It was later on. Yeah. Another run. Was it the ninth? Yeah. I can't remember which round it was, but it was lit towards the latter end of the fight. Yeah. And he's hurt him again. And it's the same situation. Lenares is visibly hurt. Jack's gone in to try and finish him. He hasn't really finished. He hasn't really finished him with any purchase. And Lenares survived. And he able to he was able to survive the fight in the end. So again, I think Jack Carroll dominated the fight, but I feel like he could have made a bigger statement in stopping Lenares. And he had opportunities to, and he didn't. So yeah, for, the door wasn't kicked down for me, Flores. What about for you? Yeah, um, wasn't the performance that got people out of their seats. Uh, and I guess when fighters don't have power, they usually have to rely on their skills as boxing. It's rare that you get a, a skillful boxer who's a mad power puncher. Um, those are the ones who are the most exciting in, in, the, in the sport of boxing. Those are the biggest names of boxing, really and truly, if you've got that combo. Um, shout out to Tank, shout out to Canelo. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> shout out to them, man, there. Oh, in a way, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, he, he won, which was what you're supposed to do. He's supposed to win. He won pretty much every round. Um, Linares, experienced guy, gave him a bit of trouble, landed some good shots here and there. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a performance that served notice because the guy who called out, Josh Taylor, was there cooking him on Twitter. Cooking the performance. I can't <laughs> lie. Josh Taylor can't cook nobody. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because you you got Jack fist you up, let's be real. And then Tiafimo did you dirty as well. So I, I don't think Josh should be caught. Obviously, I know Josh would because he's, he's mouthy like that. But yeah. just just beware, Josh, because last last couple of performances from you haven't been good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Like, like, um, like Tiafimo, look, he looks stupid. I'll be so real. <laughs> well, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't think it's it's a performance that made everyone look, start saying, I think Jack Howard will be Zaney. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the type of... Com- Performance you need to put in where people say, "Yeah, I think Jack Harrow kills oh, Teofimo, beats Timo." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you want yeah. people to start saying that. Um, right now, your name is still attributed to Josh Taylor, which is good, which is fine. Um, you won. That's the fight that makes most sense for you. Um, to kind of because the, the arc's already there, but did yeah. they put the division on notice? No. Mm. Um, mm. 
but that's fine. Look, um, yeah, you go again. You, if you, if you kill Josh Taylor in in a, in a rematch, then that's that's enough to serve notice. There's there's yes. performances that you you need to have against certain opposition, um, yeah. and that style of his style of performance, his style of fighting serves better against the best opposition. It looks more mm. impressive against the best opposition, because not against not the best one because he's not yeah. a name. Yeah, mm. I think it's, it's weird to me because I feel like. Obviously, he isn't known for his KO power and whatnot, Flores. He's known as a boxer. But I think we can see there's clearly some pop to his punches because, obviously, he dropped Josh Taylor. Twice. Was it twice? Twice. Yeah. I, I think he might... No, was it once? I, I think one was a ruled a lockdown. Yeah. It was one. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I think one... Yeah. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. So he's yeah. dropped Josh Taylor. And, obviously, you see he's hurt Lenares visibly twice. Yeah. So I feel like he does actually have pop to his punches, but I think Jack is a type of boxer that's just so content with just sitting back on his boxing and not taking those risks, that he will do that and he will get his UD. When, almost like, you know how Fury used to fight in terms of Fury never used to sit down and punch too tough and never, Fury didn't care about getting people out there, just boxing. I feel like Jack, if he can add that sort of mean streak to his game a little bit, that will definitely serve him, you know, that will have tongues wagging a bit more. Right now, I think people probably tag him as boring, cagey to watch, because obviously he's very, very skilled. But he doesn't really do these you know, highlight real stuff. So if he, if he adds that to his game a little bit in terms of maybe just have a bit more killer in him, I think that will definitely do him good. Um, I actually think, folks, I actually think Jack is a tough night's work for all the champions. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think I think I think he kills Roddy, obviously. Yeah. But like even Tio, Regis, Jack, he's 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 he's, he's going to be like he's definitely a threat. But then man probably won't be looking at him or caring about him because of the fact he doesn't bring money to the table. Irish reward. Irish low reward. So yeah. They're then man are probably gonna not really look to you know or be itching to fight him at all. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um the Josh Taylor thing, obviously he said it's personal between both of them, and that's what that's why he called that Josh Taylor. They're potentially saying they might be at a catch rate, you know, flows. Um obviously Josh Taylor, there's a lot of question marks on whether he's staying at 140 or moving up. The plan was always for him to move up. I think he stuck around the 140 for the big fights, slash waiting for Crawford and Spence or whatever to get out of 147. But um, he is big at the weight. So, you know, it, 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 I think they said something maybe 142. They might have to have the fight out or 143, maybe. But, um, yeah. Um, I don't know who that suits, to be honest. That probably suits Josh Moore, to be honest. Um, if he's catch rate, he might be good. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I don't fancy the catch weight thing, but understandable. Obviously, if Josh Taylor is struggling to make one forty, then fair enough. Yeah, yeah, make it happen. Look, I think catch weight is the best for both of them. Um, yeah, I still think Jack Carroll should win. Um, well, I'll, maybe I'm willing him to win. I'm willing him to win. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he wins. But yeah, like you say, I think Jack Carroll gives anyone problems um, in in that division. Just because of his style, um, but yeah, I think he needs to just take a fight next. Um, so once again, I think that's that. If he if he does what he does to just take again and beats him and gets the win, that serves notice to the division. Hundred percent. Just because is a well known name in America as yeah. well. So yeah. Mm. So that right in that wrong, um, basically beating him twice um, <laughs> will. will Serve notice, and then he can start shouting the champions' names. He's voice. He's too quietly spoken. He's too. Yeah. Where's he from? Liverpool or Manchester? Man- Manchester, I think. Yeah, Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah Manchester. That's where he's from. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
he needs to be more of a dickhead. Let's put it that way. I say, as bro, yeah, well, well, he didn't say he'd be like K. Sean. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. just, just, just running his mouth. Yeah. I want to fight you. <laughs> That's Sapo. <laughs> I want to fight yeah. you. <laughs> Stop pulling up to press conferences. <laughs> yeah, man. Start, start beating your chest, bro. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, like I said, I think the plan would obviously be for him. Fight Josh Taylor. If he beats Josh Taylor, then maybe he can have the winner of Regis to Haney, maybe. I'll probably obviously match for him. Makes it easy. Match from the zone. Um, so, yeah, that's probably what the plan would be, ideally, if he gets through yeah. Josh Taylor, obviously. Mm. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, all right, then, Flos. Let's, uh, let's let's segue to next week. Um, it's one, well, one particular card that's in the offering. That's worth talking about. Um, we're going to talk about what we believe should be the main event. <laughs> the main event, we'll have some words for it in a bit. But let's talk about the fight that's that, that's probably intrigues us the most. Finally, here flows your boy David Adelaide, Fabio Wardley, <laughs> finally getting it on uh, after all the talk, after all the press, <laughs> after all the <laughs> the brawls, <laughs> after, after all after, after all the you know the stat dropping, uh, uh, you know records in the streets and that you know it's finally here. Um, I watched the presser between the both of them flows. Adelaide was killing me as usual. Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious guy. Um, Wardley, as you said, very composed, didn't rise to it, kept mm. professional. Probably say, I'll probably say he won that press conference in terms of the mental battle. It was, mm. it was kind of, he was, yeah, they were cooking, he was cooking him a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, it killed me when he was saying, yeah. oh, wait, why are you jittery? And they was trying to say, that's not jittery. Yeah? <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, Wardley said, so what? Do you, anyone that comes up to you, do you usually push them? <laughs> He's like, nah, uh, I ain't jittery, man. It's, it's just, you know, that's just, that's what I came from. That was a point. That was a point. So it's when Adelaide said, oh, yeah. They asked him, what, what, what did you find out about Wardley when looking into his eyes? He said, nothing I really know, man. We ain't cut from the same cloth. I said, shit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Adelaide, oh, man. He's, he's, he's actually hilarious. But um, this fight, folks, we've got to break it down. Look, I've said it before, Floats. I don't really rate the new up-and-coming crop of UK heavyweights. I'll be so real. Um, I don't particularly rate Adelaide. I don't particularly rate Wardy like that. If I'm picking the winner flows, to me, Wardy takes this. Purely because, again, I don't rate both of them like that. But if I'm looking at the the caliber of opposition, Wardy's been with a much higher-level opposition, David Adelaide. Let's be real. Um, I think his best win probably is Gorman. But at one point, we were considering we talking about how Gorman is a very good UK heavyweight boxer at you know UK level. So he dispatched. He was it's funny because he was he was getting pieced up at first. Then he did his usual Fabio Woodley thing of that he got hurt, and then he went crazy and stopped the guy in 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 great fashion to be honest. So um, apart from that, Molina, who we only, we've called food many a time, but we can't deny the facts that Molina's been in there with AJ. He's been in there with Wilder. And he's been there with, I'm sure someone else. That's good, you know. You know, Molina's been around. He's been, he's, you know, he's had title fights. So, you know, just the level of opposition that he's been in with. What would you say Adelaide's best opponent is? It is it Sokolowski? Um, I think so. I think so. That's his most experienced opponent, probably Sokolowski. Yeah. There we go. There's, there's, everyone there's says he lost. He, he he didn't look good in that fight. Ooh. So there's a clear, um, I think, yeah, gap in terms of opposition level. And that's because of that. That's actually why I sort of pull for 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 um what's his name, 
Woodley in this fight, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, Adelaide hasn't really been in with, the, I guess, the level of position that he has. So, yeah. That's literally the reason why. I don't particularly think Woodley's amazing. Obviously, he's still up and coming. But, yeah. Experience, man. Experience, experience yeah. I think, will win every day. Um, look, um, great fight. Great fight. Great build-up. Press conference was brilliant. Um, both <laughs> both rose to the occasion. Loved it. Um, I've loved the back and forth. Like, even when he first pulled up, I said, this is what the, the division needs because the heavyweight division was thinking as well. We have to remember. And these men have kind of stolen the show in the in the, in the last few months. Um, so, yeah, look, um, Fabio Wardley has been in with the most experienced, much more experienced uh, fights, fights so far. David Adelaide is still learning his craft, it looks like. Sparring stories for both of these guys are brilliant. Um, sounds like they both do great sparring. They both give good work. <laughs> I don't I don't think Fabio Wardley has really been in with a puncher. Like, um, I don't think he's, he's faced anyone who's as hard-hitting as David Adelaide. So, having, having to take a few shots to, to wake up against the David Adelaide power might be dangerous, risky. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've seen, we've seen Fabio Woodley's nose bloodied and it's mouth mouth all, all bashed and that yeah mouth mouth bashed because he's taking a few shots to get angry and yeah. but when he gets angry boy he switches and likewise I don't think David Adelaide has been there with a, someone who's going to stick it on him and, and get angry and get mad and bang him up yeah because one time someone stuck it on him he looked shocking yeah um but granted, David Ali has had better performances. He had some good stoppages we've seen. Uh, both confident. Should be a good fight. I don't really have a horse in the, the race, but yeah, I have to go with Fabio Woodley. I don't care who wins, who loses. They both not sh- show me. Look, like you say, I've been Bro. killing Woodley for time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not big on both of these guys. I'll be so real. Like I said, the whole crop, there's one UK everywhere. I'm trying to think. I'm going for the crop. For we've gone for it before. Fraser Clark don't particularly rate. Yeah. Wardley don't particularly rate. Adelaide don't particularly rate. Um, mm. one for Bulls, all right. But again, he hasn't really like. I can't. He's done anything to be like for me to be like. Wow, you know. Okay, yeah. I see potential there. The only one, and the thing is, he's super young, up and coming. He's always literally just turned pro. Is the um the it's 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 kid. It's it's Homer Moses. kid. The Moses. Yeah. yeah. Now him. I've got some stocks in. I've got. I've. I've already yeah. put some stocks in him already. He, he looks like he can fight. <laughs> I mean, now he looks like he looks he, skilled. I'm, yeah. Now he's one I'm getting behind in terms of pause, mm. but he's one that I'm. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm investing stocks in. The rest, not yeah. so much. I'll be so real. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but it's. it's I, but it's He's only about two or three fights into his career. He's. You, you know. He's only just turned. Pro. He's only eighteen as well. So yeah, he's very young, yeah. mad young. Um, yeah. So I'm not. Yeah. He's one for the future, 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 bro. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I, I don't know about his um, his builds, his frame compared to the other man as well. I need to see. It could, him it could, it, it could, it could be potentially be a bridge weight. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems quite a bit fleshy at the minute as well. Yeah, um, yeah. To... But, but yeah, he's eighteen still, he's still growing. Yeah. He's still growing. Yeah. He's still yeah. He hasn't got his man body yet. So yeah, yeah. look, um, look. This is this is a good fight, Fabio Woodley, David Adelaide. Great fight. Um, I've written, I'm not written off Fabio Wardley in the past, and, but but I've invested in him because I, I know he brings entertainment. I know David Adelaide brings entertainment. So look, yeah. may the best man win. Um, if David Adelaide can pull it off, boy, he's going to be talking so smoky. <laughs> it's going to be. 
Bro, oh yeah, to be fair, we might we not we might not be ready for what yeah, Adelaide wins gonna give people. Um yeah, it could be a bit peak. Um, it's gonna be so funny. Again, Look, these guys, after all this talk, they better not be doing up, you know, KG, KG, Atifa, they won't. They, no, 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 but no, no. The style of both of these men is impossible. Because yeah. yeah. Wardy tends to just go for it. Wardy just yeah. tends to swing. And Adelaide mm. claims he's, you know, he's on swingers as well. So, yeah. They'll, yeah, we should be seeing. <laughs> you know what I like to say? You know, I want to see them chirping in there. I want to see them, you know, going at it, smiling at each other. Come on, you know. <laughs> it should be hilarious. It should be a hilarious fight. Someone's going to get knocked out. And it's... Oh, yeah. Look... Oh, yeah. With the scrap that happened before where Woodley got jobbed, <laughs> he's got to be angry. Like, I know he was calm and composed, but he's got to go in there. Look, I'm going to bash you up. Yeah. I want to make you a be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 need, I need a war. I need back and forth knockdowns. For real, <laughs> yeah. for real. Yeah. Credit for both of these guys to be very getting this on earlier because they didn't really have to. But yeah, shout out to both of them for getting it on earlier. And obviously... Maybe we see Fraser Park Clark get in the mix afterwards with the winner. Mm. Who knows? Well, if Boxer allow him to anyways. But yeah. 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 Um, cool. Um, on the undercard as well, flows. There's obviously a couple other heavyweights that's worth mentioning. Um, Joseph Parker is back. He's fighting a Canadian heavyweight called Simon King. Um, I don't know too much about King flows, but I can see that he's um 24 fights, 23 wins, 22 by KO. So he's powerhouse. He's only had one loss, and that was early on in his career. Um, but he's got names on his. Obviously, he's beat he beat Molina this year. Um, Sean Dell Winters. Yeah, these are some guys I have. <laughs> obviously, mm-hmm. not like elite opposition, but I know of them because they've been in. They're kind of like journeymen. Was, yeah, journeyman. Yeah, journeyman. Journeyman, bro. Yeah. Um, um, Leakovich. I think I've seen his name before. Yeah, he fought Andy Ruiz a couple of years ago and Deontay Wilder, I remember. Um, yeah, a couple of the gatekeepers he's fought. So, obviously, this is a big step up for him and Joseph Parker. Um, obviously, we mentioned Parker's a bit faded these days. Um, I don't really know what Parker we're going to get. But, um, yeah, that's a nice, decent fight in the undercard. Um, Itomo's on the undercard as well, Flows. Um, and as is Carlos Takam versus Martin Bacoli, which is actually a very good fight, if you ask me. I saw that fight, I was like, ooh. Um, both of them guys coming off good wins. Obviously, they both batted up. <laughs> both of them man batted up uh, Tony Yoka. Um, and uh, coming off the yeah, <laughs> coming off the Tony Yoka stimulus package, and again it on. So shout out to them, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Two. Two. Look. Two fun heavyweights to watch. But Cody's very aggressive. So is Carlos Takam. Carlos Takam's he's Takam's in his forties now. I'm sure. Um. Yeah. In fact, I'm really sure he's 40s when he fought AJ. Um, yeah, Takam's old, but he's durable, always comes to fight. I do like watching Takam. So um, that one should be a barnstormer, to be fair, Flo, because Bacoli's similar. He's very aggressive, comes forward, likes to bang out. Yeah, that's that, that's 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 a good fight still. Um, yeah, I think that's it for the undercard flows. Um, yeah, so it's actually a decent card, to be fair. Uh, we'd be remiss not to mention it, flows. Obviously, we can quickly touch upon it. They're labeling the battle of the baddest. Um, even the name is suspect to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um Fury in Garnu. I'm seeing that it's actually the, the WBC Riyadh Championship is on the line. So obviously they've created a special belt. I think they created a belt for this. Um the Riyadh belt. Um Mr. very far. <laughs> he he's a nasty fellow, you know. <laughs> yeah. As long as you put as long as you put money in his pocket, that guy will do anything. 
Um, we'll get on to Mauricio soon, anyways. Oh, no, 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 it's not, it's not Mauricio actually. It's, I was thinking about Espinosa, but um, yeah, no, um, yeah. Obviously, there's gonna be some big fanfare over this. I don't care about this fight. I know you don't care about this fight. I think most boxing fans who know and care about boxing don't care about this fight. Um, yeah. So I don't know what to expect. I've got no prediction. If ta- if Ingano wins, it'll be hilarious for me. In fact, I hope he wins. Um, but probably unlikely. Um, hopefully now that's it for Fury and his money grabs and this proposed Usyk fight, which is meant to happen in December, actually goes down. Um, but yeah, it's farcical, man. It's it's crazy, and you know, Warren is quick to point fingers at Hearn when he promotes like this um, misfit boxing that kind of stuff. But here he is trying to slang because he's he's probably justifying it as this is a competitive fight when Ngannou hasn't even laced up a pair of gloves in a boxing ring before. But he's there trying to say it's competitive, and he's happy to put this on. But he's quick to go at Hearn when he puts on one of these influencer fights. Um, yeah, nasty work. But it is what it is, man. <laughs> yeah. What, what else can I say? Um, a nothing fight. Don't care about it. As long as they announce Usyk through afterwards, then something good is coming of it. Other than that, it's whatever. It's 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 a it's a circus fight. I'll be interested to see. The, I'll be intrigued to see the uh, pay per view numbers though. For those, I'm intrigued to right. see how many buys it. Do you think it would do numbers? I'm not too sure. It probably will. To be fair, the guy I guess was a big name in the UFC. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fury has done his press tour with his documentary, which I, I hear is brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really good. So um, Fury's, Fury's a big name, without a shadow yeah. of a doubt. Huge name in the UK. Um, yeah. So he'll have his supporters who will definitely tune in. I won't, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not a supporter. I'm not a supporter of his antics. He's a great boxer, but I won't be tuning into that. I don't even know. I don't think, yeah, I was just, I'm not, I probably won't watch the main card. I'll be there for the other fights, Flo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as soon as the main card comes on, I'm, probably, I'm switching it off. I'll be so real. Like, it's, <laughs> It's going to give me nothing, no entertainment, nothing. Ooh. So, yeah. I know Fury, he could decide, oh, I want to, it's just like, it's a bit of a fix. Fury could decide, I want to drag this out the way he done yeah. with yeah. his name, Chizora, and just make yeah. it go the full, full whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said, yeah, I told you, he was, he's a great fighter. <laughs> he's shameless. <laughs> he's the worst for that, because I remember I said he's going to do, I remember I, could, I said to a T, this is what he's going to do for Chizora. Yeah. And he did it to a T. Yeah. I said, yeah, but yeah, nasty guy. Um, cool. All right, let's come off that then, Flores. Um, talk about a few just up and coming boxing news that's sort of been in, in, in the news recently. Um, let's talk about Showtime and the news Ooh. that Showtime have decided to quit, but you know, cut out from boxing. Um, I think end of this year, right, Flores? After this year, Showtime will no longer be doing boxing cards. Mm. Which means obviously that means obviously so I mean so no PBC cards will be on Showtime anymore. They had a specific deal with PBC and Al Heyman to have their fights on on their platform, and um, yeah, it seems like they decided to do you know to come out of it. Um, I think it was a surprise flows at the time when the announcement came. Um, obviously, we've seen other broadcasters come out from boxing. HBO came out um, back in the day, which obviously was a bit sad. Um, still miss those HBO broadcasts. They were they were the best, to be honest. Um, yeah, Mr. Showtime. <laughs> um, Showtime been you know they've been doing boxing for a long last time. You know, it used to be HBO versus Showtime. Those were the two yeah. they competing over time. Obviously, Ooh. you had Golden Boy over at HBO, and yeah, Mayweather was Ooh. always at Showtime at the end. In the end, but um, yeah, it's end of an era, I guess. Sad to see Showtime go. 
they fi- they apparently fired Steven Espinosa out of the blue. Um, oh. Again, yeah, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> it's funny because I heard that apparently Espinosa obviously is that you know was probably fighting his case like you know it's rattling you know like we've done such good work. Look at the look at the money you brought in. Look at the cards you put on this year. We've done we've done incredible. And um, yeah, they were like, nah, we're not, we're not having it no more. Um, so currently, we don't know, but PBC at this, you know, at the end of this year, I guess we should, we'll probably see an announcement soon, but it, what it means is that PBC will have no home at the moment. Um, now, the rumour is that Al Heyman is doing a deal with Amazon, and we're going to see Amazon and a PBC collab, which is huge news if that's the case. Obviously, Ellaby, you know Ellaby, he was very smug about it. He's like, yo, just wait, we got a new, we got news that's going to shake up the whole boxing world, blah, blah, blah. You know, Ellaby was doing his usual gas. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, obviously, very intriguing. They decide, obviously, some people are saying they'll go to the zone, but I think they'll never go to the zone. Al Heyman and Eddie, and, you know, yeah. After all the time that they spent calling the zone, they will never run there. But it's interesting how, obviously, where it's going now flows streaming and how important streaming is. Them going to Amazon, another street, obviously a streaming giant, just shows where the world is moving, right, Flores? Yeah, um, it's 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 all it's all hilarious because um, no, no, it's not hilarious. Let me let me rephrase that. Very sad to see Showtime go. Um, yeah, been a staple in the boxing business. They've had a great year with PBC. We've yeah. credited PBC with with what they've done there. They finally made big fights happen. They've done yeah. a great job of that. But um, it, it, what is funny is um, Eddie Hearn and Bob Arum called this a long time ago. They said Showtime won't be around. Well, they, they predicted that it'll be out of here a lot earlier. Yeah. But um, they have said Showtime won't be around. Um, they heard rumours for some time. And mm. this very year, um, Ella B and Stephen O. Spinoza were wrecking, even De La Hoya was wrecking Eddie Hearn for those predictions. Always, always, yeah. Be- because showed PBC signed Canelo and they were like, yes. look, we've put on brilliant cards this year. We've signed Canelo. This is what we're doing at Showtime. You're on that app. And before, <laughs> lo and behold, Showtime are out of here. So all that talking, Stephen Espinosa and the LB were doing. <laughs> and and close, the irony is potentially they might be going to an app. They're going to, they're, they're looking for an app to, to join. Um, <laughs> so Stephen Espinosa is looking for a new job. Look, <laughs> yes, they were they were so smug about signing Canelo they was like look yeah. um, they were dissing Eddie Heard they were caught wrecking him all of them speaking up there and now look Showtime's out of it and credit to Eddie Heard he's in his interviews this year he's given PBC credit as being the best put on the best cards this year and he hasn't been smug about Showtime leaving he hasn't said I told you so he, he hasn't he, which I thought he would do um, he hasn't said nothing about that, but look, all these men. So any new before you, man, it's, it's crazy because what's crazy? <laughs> you work for Showtime. He knew before you, lot. Bob Aaron so said it, it as well. It, it shows that, hey, you know, are you really having those conversations, Eddie, with a top, with, with a top brass? Are you? That's, that's where, where Stephen says. <laughs> not a promoter. He's LB, he's, he's an assistant. <laughs> it's, hey, low key, low key. I don't want to say that. <laughs> They basically get Ellaby at every card just to say a few words and just sit next to the fighters. That's what. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a shame that Showtime are leaving. Um, but yeah, hopefully PBC find a, a new home and 
hopefully they, they have enough money to put on continue putting on great cards. Um, hopefully yeah. the quality doesn't dip. Shout out to Al Heyman, man, because that guy's hey. not even officially a promoter either. Never, no, he's a, he's a, he's a, I think he's a, he's a, what, he's a, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a manager, official, advisor, sorry, advisor, advisor, yeah, advisor. <laughs> and to be fair, look, if if it is Amazon, that's huge. One thing about yeah. Al Heyman, he gonna get to the back, <laughs> regardless. <Yeah. laughs> One thing about Al, he's about that back. So, Amazon Prime, mega platform, mega company, that's very good competition for the zone, easily. Obviously, mm. we got to, obviously top rank is ESPN on there. They're on ESPN, so yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Again, it's still a giant. It's still, it's a streaming giant, bigger oh. probably, yeah, bigger, big, as probably bigger platform than but the zone. So yeah, that is, sure. um, yeah, a great move for them, anyways, and a forward thinking move. But um, it's just sad, I guess, for Showtime going because obviously Showtime, as you said, the staple flows oh. for a long last time. Um, yeah, man, we're gonna miss some of their cards. Um, but yeah. Keep watch the space, listeners. We'll keep you updated on that. We'll be intrigued to see where they end up and um yeah, how the landscape looks going forward in 2024. Um might as I guess it's worth mentioning that this, this will probably be one of the you know one of the last couple um showtime cards. But on Friday they announced Keith Furman flows versus um Elimanti Stanionis. Um Keith Furman, who obviously I've been very vocal about flows in this pod. He was at one point one of my favorite fighters in the world. I'll be so real. He's been going out very, very sad, in my opinion, recently. Very, very sad. It hurt seemed like this, you know, begging for fights, calling people out without fighting, without deserving shots. Literally, flows begging, like begging for fights. Um, finally could see him in the ring against a very, very good opponent. Standing on is undefeated. Uh, Stanley Owens has been looking for a fight for time. He was meant to fight Ortiz like three times, right, Flores, and um, the Virgil Ortiz fight kept falling through. So um, it's good that he's finally got his fight now against a very, very credible opponent. So, um, yeah, that's a good fight, Flores. December the 9th, Vegas pay-per-view. Look forward to that one. Yeah, good fight. Um, great for Keith Irwin if he wins. He's pretty much back in the mix if he does win. Mm. But um, activity is the key thing for these men. Um, PBC. So, Good fight. I like it. Um, we'll be competitive. Mm-hmm. Let's see if Keith Furman's still got it because now it's, it's what's it called? Cobwebs again. Wing rust. <laughs> he's got Ring he's rust. out again. I, I know you've been very vocal in saying that you want these men out of here now. So, <laughs> if it's, and Stanley Owens is a young, hungry waterweight that is, you know, contender level. Obviously, he's been knocking over the door for a title shot for a while now, hasn't he, Stanley Owens? So, yeah, I'll be very intrigued to see how Keith navigates that. If he shows me something flows, then fair play. You know, he's got to get in the ring with, you know, maybe deserves a shot. Obviously, well, Crawford and Spencer tied up, but, you know, he he, he can stick around for a little bit more. But Stanios is another one to watch out for as someone that's up and coming. So, yeah, he could have his work out for him for sure. And, um, yeah, I just, I've got to mention Virgil Ortiz flows. I, I hope wherever he is, he's okay. <laughs> I hope we do see him back. I know you've got question marks now whether we, we you know, if, if this guy might have to retire or whatever, but, Whatever you're doing, Virgil Ortiz, I hope you're doing all right and we get to see you back soon. Yeah, fingers crossed for him. My prayers up for Virgil Ortiz. <laughs> Boy, yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah. It'll be a real shame if we lose him. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right, Flores, I think we can call it a day there. Great episode. This has been episode 100, uh, no, 165 of Chats in Podcast. Once again, I'm your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flores. It's always, guys. Please head over to the stream platform to keep supporting us. Peace.